Yo, 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 it's your man Castro X coming at you live and direct with the With All Due Respect podcast. Today, as our world is in uh, somewhat of a, I guess, a state of emergency to a degree, we got uh, riots at the Capitol, coronavirus season. Uh, I'm blessed to have my special guest of the day, man, uh, graphic novelist, um, deep thinker, philosopher, instructor. Right. Teachers, a teacher of sorts, you know what I'm saying? Uh, pretty good dude, man, a friend of mine. Uh, Mr. Philip Chappelle, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for such a such a warm welcome, man. I appreciate that. I'm trying to get better with, like, the build-up, you know what I'm saying? As I mean, far as, like... Shoot, you hype me up so much, man. Like, we peaked already. It's just down here from now, man. I don't know. No, we're going to go up. We're going to go <laughs> up, man. Uh, how you been, man? Dude, I've been good with all things considered. You know, the, uh, like you say, the state of the world is kind of, or the state of America right now is kind of nuts. It's wild. It's wild, but it's not unexpected. No? No. Do you think uh, it's going to get any better? It's going to get worse before it gets better, but it will get better. See, I'm excited to have you on my show because of the way your brain works. Your brain is very fascinating to me. So as I'm asking you these questions, it's like a a dumbfounded child that's very curious. Oh, shoot. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> just, just some of the things, some of the ways you think is, uh, you have a very unique perspective amongst other people. You know what I'm saying? So as I ask you, do you think it's going to get better? Uh, what do you think needs to happen for it to get better? Us as a society, things of that sort. Well, the topic of, uh, I'm just going to throw this in there right now, the topic of race, because that's where a lot of uh, foundation uh a lot of the anger is is rooted in the foundation there is is with racism. I think if things are going to get better, we need to have an actual dialogue on uh, just different perspectives of black folk and white folk because there's a lot of hypocrisy um, on both sides. Uh, no one's innocent in terms of how they behave, and it's as if no one really wants to get towards an actual uh, a, a path where things actually get better. It's as if we're, we're comfortable uh, talking behind each other's backs, saying uh, words of hate uh, behind closed doors. But person to person, face to face, hey, how's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great too. But our foundation of this country is built up on you know slavery, hatred, you know, not just towards black folk, you know. Uh, you know, we have the Native Americans as well. But that's where a lot of this dialogue dialogue goes. It's like, oh, well, you know, we got to do what we can for the black folk. got to do what we can for people of color. But what is not talked about a lot and any real good connotation on the topic of race is where the white man stands too. White people stand too. You know, right. it's a really rough time to be white. <laughs> you know? So that's not talked about often. See, this is exactly mm. what I was talking about. And for those of you that do not know, um, Philip Chappelle is a brother, you know what I'm saying, as oh, he's yes. talking about this. So I want to put things into perspective for, for the world and the listeners. Um, mm -hmm. So when you talk about the white man, uh, it's a tough time for the white man. Mm -hmm. Speak to me on that a little bit. Well, a lot of, I feel a lot of the racism towards black people, or I'll just say people of color, is um, they didn't have opportunities you know, they're the byproduct of their environment. And, you know, these things are true. But, you know, there's not just one seed of white people. 
there's a lot of different type of white right. people, a lot of different type of black people too, and they're yeah, that's all. That's what I'm saying. It's the same in reverse. There's so yeah. many different human beings. You yeah. Know, continue. And we're all the byproduct of, of our environment. So I mean, no one's born racist. Hmm. You know, uh, that's learned by your environment. That's learned by the people that you surround yourself with, and just through osmosis by being in their presence, uh, you're going to pick up traits that are both good and bad. So if you're living in a household where that family has grown up just dropping the N-bomb casually, um, is that kid that has now grown up a racist for thinking that way, for saying that kind of thing? It's messed up. You know? It is. And from an early childhood, and this is where it all starts, a lot of times is from those that are uh, older than them that raise these kids. You know, they're, they're brought up mm. in, in, a, in a way of thinking. That isn't and isn't necessarily uh, correct. You right. know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I mean? Uh, use the word. I mean, uh, I guess, right. You know what I'm saying? As far as uh, right or wrong, uh, mm -hmm. I feel on my conscience, uh, it's not. It's not. It's not like I said, correct or or sound or. It's just it's not the right thing. You know what I'm saying? The, right. the way a lot of these human beings are being brought up. These they're brought up in that culture of hatred. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's white and black, sides. too, because it's like black folk, like, you know, we've been, uh, we've been attacked for so long, you know, uh, where's the reparations hat, you know, that whole yeah. thing. Uh, but everyone's just a byproduct of their environment. And this is like, it's, there's so few people that are actually trying to see from both sides, which if you're trying to, if you're trying to actually get towards a solution, you got to have a media, a media discussion about it. It's got to get weird. It's got to get awkward. And I think people are just so inflamed uh, that they don't really know how to have that conversation without getting getting attacked or attacking someone. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, a yeah. lot of the times. Um, we're a very insecure um, race of beings altogether mm -hmm. as a whole. We have so many, especially in this day and age with social media and everything, we're, mm -hmm. we're so designed to blow up if anything anybody suggests anything negative towards us at all. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't even have to be in the negative uh, breath. They could be telling you something about yourself, but automatically somebody's telling you something about yourself, so you're automatically shut down and closed off to that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I feel that's definitely an issue. It, it is. And, you know, when you're... In, in my opinion, I feel like the, the, the reason why we're all here, the reason why we experience this life, it's just, it's just to grow. We, we don't... We can say we don't really know what the uh, future holds, what we're doing here, but why why humans exist on this planet. But uh, you can just look around and kind of get an idea. We alone can't really do too much. Hmm. We require uh, the help and assistance of other people, not just to get things done, but just for community, for development, through growth. You know, and um, so you're saying to a degree, our purpose, because I, I like that. Our purpose is to evolve. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. All I definitely time. agree with that. It's it's to, to as you say, grow, to evolve, to become better, to become mm -hmm. more. Yeah. So we're in a point in time that's actually pivotal because, um, we can grow exponentially rapidly, uh, at this point in time with how things are going right now. Um, the hatred, uh, that exists right now, the the, the rage, the frustration that exists. It's, it's all a byproduct of um, 
of these issues and other issues that have just not been addressed. We just think if we, if we sweep this under the rug, it'll sort itself out. Or if it doesn't sort itself out, well, then people will just kind of live in their isolated eco ecosystems or their communities and not really push towards any kind of unifying, uh, unifying collective, unified um, collective thought. Mm. So I guess what I'm getting with in all this is with the Capitol riot, you had a lot of folks who were uh, on the police force, you know, a lot of police were involved in there, a lot of military were involved in there. And you have this whole Blue Lives Matter uh, movement, which has always been about back in the police, mm. you know. And then the riot happens, and what do we see? We see them just dunking on police. We see them, uh, I mean, a police officer has died. A Capitol police uh, officer has died. Um, this is what I'm talking about, the hypocrisy, you know. Right. That's just an example of how it is in, um, you know, the lighter pigment, right? Mm. Uh, but you can also see that exact same kind of hypocrisy within the black community as well. Um, you have, I don't use the N-word with the soft day, you know, I don't use it at all. Right. Um, it shouldn't be used at all, in my opinion, not by black folk or by white folk, not by anybody. That's something I could touch on, coming from being a white dude who um, has been surrounded by quite a bit of brothers in my upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, for a long time, I used the word with a mm -hmm. soft day, just in my everyday lingo. You know, it's what we mm -hmm. said to one another. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? The fact that I was a white dude was already off. Like, <laughs> so to do it. <laughs> get, get, but it was it was very accepted in, in my my circle of brothers. Um, right. But here's the thing. Now, you know what I'm saying? I'm a grown man, mm -hmm. and these are grown men as well. Mm -hmm. um, I now have understanding to 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 a degree of Mm -hmm. what that word means and where it comes from, things of that sort. Um, and it mm -hmm. comes from a, a, a dark place, a place of pain. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I no longer personally feel comfortable calling my brothers that word. I, I do not feel it's um, acceptable. You know what I'm saying? And see, you're an example, that what you just said right there, that's a perfect example of how we are the byproduct of our community. Mm. So your community continues to build you up, and it doesn't stop. Like, when you're a kid it makes a huge impact because your brain hasn't finished developing. So whatever you uh, incorporate from your peers, your friends, your bullies, those around you, your, your uh, instructors, educators, heroes, it all affects you and how you develop. And if you can have hateful words like the N-word be used casually, that's, that's in the foundation, right? That's a foundation problem. So the only way to really extract that, to, to get rid of that, is to have discussions like the use of that word. I have a really hard time, I had a really hard time um, respecting people who use that word. Mm. Um, but I had a lot of disrespect uh, towards um, people of color who use that word because it didn't make sense to me. I mean, when you use that word with the hard R, all you're really saying is black. That's it. So the word itself doesn't mean anything, but what, why it's not so great is the connotation that comes with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So as you said, 
the meaning of the word is black, correct? So because a lot of people will try to trace it back to the word, uh, uh, to the to the, to the I guess the dictionary meaning of ignorant, right? Mm. But that word was forced upon a people who were mm. that of black people. That's what you mean, correct? Right. Uh, so you know what I'm saying? That that's really what they're saying. A majority, most of they're not saying ignorant. You know what I'm saying? They're they're pointing at the people in which that word was used for. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And so you have the. Uh, you have the black community who they're trying to, I guess you could say, rebrand the word. Right. You know, uh, have a new purpose for its use. Mm. But that's only good for the short term. That's that's an, a, an amazing feat, in my opinion, you know, to take this hateful symbol and try to make it uh, casual among your friends, your peers, your, your, um, your community. But... Here's the problem comes when when you're using that word when you have a black uh, when you have a group of a uh, um, black people using that word and someone white hears them say it, well they're gonna want to say it. Mm. So then when you shut that person down for saying that word, like what the hell are you doing, dude? Like you can't use that word. That's fucked up. You know, like if it's fucked up because there's no real way to move forward. Uh, and heal at the same time, you know. Just, just, just get rid of it altogether. I mean, you have rappers using this word, and, and, and again, I do understand why they use it. I do get that. Um, but you feel it all together. It's better to just remove it. Like, let's get rid of the word. If you're actually wanting to move towards a unified society, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you you get rid of that word. Mm. You know, um, but. It, it all comes down to your environment. It all comes down to the people that are around you. And that's not to really... You, people, people I see who use that word right now, um, they don't necessarily have to be a racist person. Because it's, our society, our culture, really, here at, in 2021, has become super numb to it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Super numb to the meaning of the word. They're throwing mm-hmm. it around like... Uh, Hey, how are you? You know right. what I'm saying? Like right. it's it's become an everyday word for all sides, black, white, Mexican, mm-hmm. native, everybody mm-hmm. uses that word now. It's yeah. become super uh we've become super numb to it as if it is acceptable. And you know, and and that's just not okay. That's just not okay. It's let, let me let me do your thing, do your thing. So there was this chick that I was infatuated with okay. uh, growing up. Um, in my mind, I was going to marry this woman. You know, she was white, and just a little bit, just a little bit of background about me. Um, I, I I've always lived in suburbs. Mm-hmm. I've been blessed with that. Um, I haven't really uh, had to. I've never really been un unprivileged. I'm going to use that word. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been in a cushy kind of uh, environment. My dad worked for IBM. He played a big part in uh, just that culture and the takeoff of computers and stuff like that. And so I always had a computer um, in my hand as a kid. Like age five, I was like building PCs. And so... I didn't know that about you. Yeah, yeah. I Dude, I, I love... Uh, I love everything hardware, everything tech. But um, 
shoot, I kind of oh yeah, so no shit, I forgot what's going with that. Damn it. Um, you were running down. You were uh, explaining. I mean, you've always lived kind of decent. You know what I'm saying? Right, nice. right, right. So what that what that means being in a suburb is typically you're going to be around people who well, in in the case of Overland Park, Kansas, uh, where I grew up, you have a majority of white folk, but not that many black folk. But we all seem to get along pretty well, you know. And as I was being raised in this environment and being told by other people of color that uh, white people suck, white people are the devil, this, that, or whatever, um, you, know, you, you would be used to hearing that kind of stuff if maybe you were in a more, uh, um, in an environment that was more uh, colored, less white. Right. Know? But I never was really exposed to that. So here I am growing up with this chick, and I was really shy as a kid. I was really, really shy. I can see that. Yeah, and uh, I, I never did ask her out, but that was always the goal. And when we did go out eventually, uh, she got really comfortable with me, as you would imagine. And she was telling me of this experience she had with this white lady that was really pissing her off, acting real uh, outlandish. And she said to me, Alex, I got to tell you, all my childhood friends call me Alex. Uh, I go by Alex by, um, to, to my family, my, my childhood friends. Philip is just, think of it as like a, a public persona if you will. Mm. We can talk about that a little bit later if you'd like. I actually think me and you have journeyed down this path. Just a bit, but, yeah. But we can, we can definitely get into that. Yeah. But she was talking about this really outlandish uh, woman and she said, you know, Alex, I, I really hate to say this, but this woman was really acting like a, and then she used the N-word, hard R. Mm. And I was like, fuck! <laughs> yeah. I was like, I grew up with you. And I'm, I'm now like 25 now. How did I not know this? But I should have seen it coming, you know, just by her environment, the people who raised her. Was this your first time dealing with this? That was the fourth time that that had happened. Okay. And it happened so frequently that, you know, getting close to someone, getting building a friendship with them, and then finding out behind closed doors they're 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 saying they're saying words like they're saying stuff like this and see so that must be very uncomfortable to deal with to uh all together man this is somebody you placed your trust in mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying uh anyway continue, continue. yeah I, I put a lot of trust in into this person i mean we they're my best friend mm. you know um but what that did to me is it revealed to me just how little i understood about the world around me. Mm. I can't even really say that though because growing up, uh, like from the things my dad and my mother had told me and my grandmother, uh, race is a big issue. It just never looked that way. I never experienced it. And so let me ask you this. Hmm. Um, was the problem uh, on the reverse side, say with your parents? Did they ever talk? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Because I know with a lot of... Uh, elder people in general they mm. come from that culture in that era where uh obviously those races those racial slurs were thrown mm -hmm. around mm -hmm. uh back and forth uh 
was that a household thing at all? Did you ever deal with the white man's the devil or any of that? I know with a lot no. of my brothers that I spend time with, I go to the mosque, right? Mm. With, with, when, I'm not going to plug names. With my brother, you know what I'm saying? I get around his people yeah. uh, and his father, and they'll teach. Uh, they'll, sometimes certain things, you know, uh, be spoken on as far as white man the devil. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Be like, All right. No, like, it's... Uh... There was none, none of that in my household mm. because we understood why things were the way that they were. Like, I come from a family who my grandmother sat with uh, Malcolm X. Mm. Uh, she was a part of the, um, uh, the movement to bring equal rights to black folk, you know? That's dope. Uh, my family has a a part to play with breaking the part of the um, Crips and Bloods here in Oklahoma. You know, it was really bad back in the 80s. It's part of the part of the reason why we moved when I was a kid to Overland Park, a suburb mm. in Kansas, uh, because of so much hatred and violence within the black community. But on the other side of my family, who's not a Chappelle, we have, I, I'm a Chappelle, and I'm also a Ragsdale. Um, you know, we played a big part in the breaking up of those gangs. Gang mm-hmm. violence was crazy. And so when you have people like that who see that there's hatred from whites people to black people, they also see there's hatred of black people to other black people. You know, so the dialogue was never, you know, why do you use the devil in, in my family in particular? Um, but they were very clear to me to remind me as, as much as they could how privileged I was to not live in that kind of environment where, um, you know, gang violence was rampant. And they wanted to have me, ra- they, wa- they wanted me raised somewhere where uh, it was more pro- more acceptable for black people to be among white people mm. and that sounds really weird in 1990 in the 1990s that that's a thing but and with black people it, it, it totally is the, the no matter how they've no matter how much they've tried to make it seem that uh, that racism is not as big of an issue as it is on the media and TV shows and entertainment it's it's always been massive. It's just behind closed doors. It's always been behind closed doors, you know. Yeah, I feel like it's always been, and I hope not going to be, but an underlining issue. Um, mm-hmm. America's built off of the backs of people of color. You know what I'm saying? It's very hard to repair a country when, and that's 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 the whole start. So mm-hmm. as as we try to wipe away or hide racism these things even back to the very beginning need to be addressed oh yeah you know what i'm saying oh yeah but the question is how do you have a dialogue like that because in in the 21st century you're 20 uh 21 i can't really think of a spokesperson for uh or i'll, I'll say a symbol hmm. um a celebrity that me personally would, would feel comfortable standing behind to uh, have some kind of dialogue. So, I agree. Shout out Kanye West, man. 
Poor guy, I just don't think he's built for it. No. You know? <laughs> no. Too much going on with his brain, man. But here's where we're at, man. Me and you hmm. is where I feel like it starts. And not me and you being on a bigger scale, but I'm saying it starts right here. Doing exactly what we're doing. Not necessarily podcasting. Podcasting, shout out podcast, podcasting, always a great platform. Oh, yeah. But people like me and you, um, mm-hmm. as we sit and have this discussion, we're, we're having the discussion. Mm-hmm. We're talking it out. Though me and you have similar mindsets towards the matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what it takes, man, is for people like us to sit down with unlike-minded people and just talk. But, the, but it always mm-hmm. starts everything in the universe, because I'm crazy, as I say this, and a lot of people don't think I'm nuts, but everything in the universe starts back to you, to me, within, mm. the within. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you got to start at the source. Uh, scratch the celebrities, man. Uh, they're not real people a lot. You know Dude, what I'm right? saying? Right, yeah, completely fake. So we, it, it always starts at home, you know what I'm saying, with mm-hmm. your day-to-day. Uh, this is just my views. I want you to tell me what you think. Um, but with your day-to-day uh, communications amongst people, mm-hmm. uh, when you hear somebody dropping in words, speaking, speaking your mind, mm-hmm. which is going to get very uncomfortable for a lot of people. But uh, this is something that I heard uh, in regards to the Black Lives Matter movement, man. Back a while back when the riots and things were going down and stuff like that, I heard some people discuss, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, Trying to, like I said, I just woke up, ladies and gentlemen, bear with me. We're having a deep discussion, <laughs> and my, I'm trying to get my brain running, you know, and trying to match my brain. Right, right, same, um, same. You know, but I heard them talking about, uh, especially the involvement of white people within the Black Lives Matter movement, because the issue, the uh, the reoccurring conversation that could be brought up was, this is our time, let us have our voice, be quiet, you know what I'm saying? Dude. Uh, so, um, with that being said, um, I asked, obviously, so how can I help then? If you'd like me to sit back quietly, how can I help? Address, I'm, I'm going to let you go, 10 seconds, I got mm-hmm. you, I promise. Address those around you. Address your immediate circle first, and then with your immediate circle, branch out from there. And so I'm just using that as an example of, as of me and you sitting here, uh, mm-hmm. you asked, uh, I forgot exactly what you asked, I'm going I'm to uh, phrase this wrong, but... Uh, you know what I'm saying? How can we, basically, how can we start the change? How can we, you know what I'm saying, to that degree? And I, I, I personally feel like it starts, like I said, immediate circle. You're in the self and branching out from there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, go ahead. Tell me what you got. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. It does start with your inner circle. That's in the perfect world. In, in a perfect world that, <laughs> you know, the timeline of of uh, our, our country is heading in a positive direction. That's what you want. Right. You know, uh, you want to see white people in the Black Lives Matter movement because any sort of treaty required um, a give and take. And that's really what this is. It's a treaty. You know, it needs to be, um, uh, there needs to be something founding that identifies what this is, this racism, this uh, hatred uh, towards one another. And it has to be written out um, in my opinion, through like legislation uh, of not accepting that kind of behavior, not accepting that kind of hatred, and, and, and how, how we can move forward in a positive direction 
is through having movements like the Black Lives Matter movement with white people involved. Because l let me tell you, I've, I've made friends with just about all creeds, all colors, all backgrounds, all religions. I can befriend anybody. Mm. And when I come, when <laughs> it's always been that, this is just so funny, white people don't really know how to respond to me, haven't really known how to respond to me, because I'm not your typical, uh, your typical black dude, right? You are very different. Very different. Very, very myself. And that is intentional. And I love that. I love that, though, about you. It's intentional, though. Um, because growing up, I realized that I need to protect myself. This world is fucking crazy. I, 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 in, in third grade, we learned about slavery. And uh, looking, at, and looking out in the world around me, I'm, I'm seeing, as I'm, growing up, as I'm growing up, I'm seeing that this hatred that's closeted is very strong. Mm. It's very present. And you know it's present just through simple interactions with people. Like, I've been told a lot, Phil, you're the whitest black person I know. And for the longest time, I'd say to myself, well, that's cool, you know? Well, yeah, gee, thanks. I didn't really think too much about it. But what they're saying is, you're not as typical uh, gangbanger, Phil. You're not the... Stereotype. The, yeah. You're not stereotype. Yeah. And... And that's an example, right? That's underlining racism right there. Just mm -hmm. saying that. Do not ever say that to someone that's of dark pigment. Don't do that. Uh, they'll, they'll, at face they'll be like, okay, yeah, thanks, man. But inside, they're like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. You know, because what you're really saying is, you're like me. It's like, no, I'm not like you, I'm Phil. <laughs> I, am, I am myself, you know? But that goes both ways because you have folks who are white who have grown up in a casually racist environment, grow up to be casually racist, but they're not actually racist. They wouldn't actually go out there and kill somebody that's black. They wouldn't actually go out there and hang somebody that's black. Uh, racism is a meme for a lot of the uh, targeted demographic that someone of my opinion about would say this person's a racist because they said X Y Z. Mm. No, I mean they're just using memes. They're just they're just they're just gaming. They're just they're just playing around. You know, it's not really serious to them. But they don't they don't know the damage that they're causing with that. They don't know the damage that they're doing uh, by saying things like you're the whitest black person I know. It's it it's it 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 starts with just. It starts with a dialogue, a communication, mm. right? Where we point out what's not right, what's not okay, we will not tolerate, what, is, what we will not uh, uh, allow. And you just gotta get this stuff out there and that's the hard part. Because once it gets out on the internet, it, even if it's a great idea, it's just gonna become a meme, it's just gonna become a joke, it's just gonna become some, some post on Reddit so how do we go about putting that action into place? You need a symbol. Mm. You need a symbol. I mean, our problem is our symbols are celebrities. And celebrities, uh, they're in it for themselves, man. You know, they're, they're in it for whatever Hollywood's pushing. They're in it for whatever um, is going to sell a record. Mm. You know, they don't... If we had all these rappers... Stop talking about chronic 
and bling and drugs and being just blazed out of their mind all the time and inspiring, uh, you know, younger black folk to be a part of it like a gang culture. If, if you take something as versatile as, as rap, you know, which is just poetry, you can put a tone to, um, you, you can put some really good messages out there. But what you have is you have people that are, you know, stuck in their environment, stuck in their community. Uh, that might be all about gang violence. That might mm -hmm. be all about, um, you know, selling drugs, uh, popping pills, all that stuff. That's their lifestyle. But you just got to get more people that are talking about things that matter. I mean, we know things are fucked up. I get that. I don't want to hear some rap song about it. You know, I want to I want to hear about your visions of the future. I want to hear about what you want to do in your community to get that young cat from not being a gangbanger. I want to see you know getting them doing more than just thinking that they got a gangbang and, and sell drugs or whatever uh, because that's just what black people do. You know, um, we just there's just so much. It's hard for me to really talk about this, man. There's so many layers to uh, what's wrong. There definitely are. But there is an importance of uh, to us, me and you, discussing this. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I think it's a beautiful thing that if me and you can do it, I believe others can. They can follow by example. Though we're nobody in the mm -hmm. eyes of the universe, the world. But still... Right. If we can start, um, you know what I'm saying? You discussed um, talking about things that actually matter in the hip-hop game, correct? Mm -hmm. um, see, I translate everything back to self, always. Mm. Uh, it's just Good. something, it's just the way I've been building lately. Uh, I tie it all back into me. How wow. can I uh, Im use it within myself and impact the world with it? I feel like that's what it all, like I said, it all ties back to that. So as me and you are doing it... Um, you said, uh, what did I just say? You said, uh, um, that we just gotta have a dialogue. We <laughs> you said, uh, talking about things that actually matter. So therefore, in mm. our friend groups, when homie over here, uh, just talking personally, want to talk about uh, knocking cheeks mm. with little honey over here. You, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How about we talk about this? Or you know what I'm saying? I don't right. know. I'm I'm in to find a solution. Um, as I'm sure you are as well. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. It's it, rough. It is. It's, you know, the black community is is pretty fractured because there's people in the black community that, that, that do not accept me because I'm not full black. Like, I'm not I'm not midnight black. I'm, I'm like a mocha right. kind of black, right? So just because of that, I'm not black. Mm. You know? Um, so <laughs> you say, what do we got to do to... To, to fix this, to, to um, bridge the gap, you know, between white and black. It's, you got to have a dialogue for sure, yeah. Mm. But what we have to do is we also kind of have to sort ourselves out, you know. Um, you might notice I don't have a fade haircut or I don't kind of, I, I, I don't dress or appear. Let's talk about that. Because yeah. here's the deal, um, as well. You're very you, mm -hmm. which I feel is the start 
this is where we all need to start, right? Mm-hmm. Is becoming us. You know what I'm saying? No longer mm-hmm. lending an identity to one particular race, but becoming our own unique being at the end of the day. The collective of man, yes. Mm-hmm. And then that, I feel, is the start to, you know what I'm saying? Yes, we need the dialogue and all of these things, but mm-hmm. this is one reason I, I love and enjoy you so much is you're very much you. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I feel that that's the, the key, the answer to a lot of these issues. There's a lot of people, uh, we address the insecurities of society early as a collective, things like mm-hmm. It's because people are not them anymore, man. People, if they ever were, uh, I don't know right. if they ever were, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? But right. that's the key, man. That's that's the We need that hard reset. We need to sit back and figure out who the fuck we are as people. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know what helps with that? Psilocybin. What mushrooms. What are your thoughts there? Are we going there? We can talk about that. Sure, yeah. Uh, I mean... I've discussed many of uh, hallucinogenics on the show. I've yet to dabble uh, hard in hallucinogenics. I've done shrooms two times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? And it was on a fun journey. It wasn't on, like, uh, I want to look within. You know what I'm saying? If I do shrooms again now... Um, I was younger when I did shrooms, so it was mm-hmm. on some party shit. Um, if I do shrooms now, which is something I am considering, uh, I'm very open mm-hmm. about my shit, man, uh, with the right show. On. I discuss it with the audience. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> shout out to the fans that's listening. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, if I do shrooms now, you know what I'm saying? It will be on uh, a tip to look within. Uh, LSD. Things mm-hmm. like it's all on a tip to look within. I, I don't want right. to do it to, to turn up, as the kids say. You know right. what I'm saying? Uh, it's not for fun because when you do that shit, it can change your life. It can. Because it, it changes the way you see the world. You see the world and you see yourself within the world. So here's where I'm at, though. Currently in my journey, um, with all that I've been reading, because mm-hmm. um, I've been reading some ancient texts and things like that, and they talk about accessing your inner self but not under influences of other things um which leads me to believe that i can access this higher level of enlightenment that i'm after um through it's, it's all within you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. I, I don't need something else now i feel like that mm-hmm. something else can possibly lend you the opportunity to ascend to a degree uh right. you follow i'm not crazy right now right you, dude you're you talking my language okay you're talking so right to me i believe uh Sometimes a part of me because you know what I'm saying it's I'm I'm studying a lot of things man I'm on a journey right now learning tell me all about it so a part of me believes that some of these things may be chakra blockers they may be blockers to your inner self therefore mm-hmm. I'm a little cautious when uh, jumping into the world of anything any substance nowadays versus I used to do all kinds of silly shit so mm-hmm. I don't want to delay the progress or slow down the progress that I'm already on by myself with my own natural state of being. I hear you. But you hear cats like Joe Rogan and many people talk about, um, many great thinkers, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, talk about the, uh, I consider Joe Rogan a great thinker, thinker of our day and age. Oh, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I, he, he wanted him to. You know what right, I'm saying? He right. gets that respect for me. Um, you hear a lot of these gentlemen discuss the use the usage of hallucinogenics to open their third eye and things of that sort. So right. I digress from that, you know what I'm saying, and I give you the, the stage. Talk to me. Yeah, I mean, um, with psilocybin, with mushrooms, drugs that affect your perception of reality, 
Um, Terrence McKenna said it best. Uh, Terrence McKenna said, He's on my study list. Actually. Dude, get to it. That man is brilliant. Um, one of my heroes. But he said, Mushrooms are like a disc cleanser. Okay. And what he means by that is when you take this drug, well, well, well let, let, me just, let me just rewind. We are, our perspective, the way that we see the world is all built up off of relationships that we learn as you grow up. Um, starts out with your immediate family, right? They teach, they teach you things that they think are important. Your friends tell you things that they think is important. Uh, when you get to school, you learn about uh, you know, various different things that the, the state thinks is important. Um, you just, through osmosis, you discover um, uh, religion being important for people. Uh, that religion will they build dictate this how box think. around your mentality from an early age. Yeah, and how you think. They tell you how to perceive the world around you. You have police, you have government. Uh, you have all these, these institutions and uh, systems put in place that, that explain what the material world is for you in your direct environment. Mm. Okay, so when you do something like mushrooms, what happens is your senses, your perspective broadens to a, uh, to, you, you can't really even detect the boundaries of it. But what you do is you start seeing other relationships, other patterns where you are directly connected to nature, to the field, to the source. And not just, it, like, in your mind, you talk about your third eye, uh, you know, the pineal, gra uh, pineal gland, like, when you trigger that, when you excite it, um, it causes you to see different types of relationships and it makes you wonder, well, what's really important? Is it this shit that I've been grown up to uh, see is important? That, I, that after I go to school, I'm gonna go to college, I'm gonna work a nine to five job, I'm gonna get a house, I'm gonna get a in a relationship, gonna have a kid. Um, that shit doesn't mean anything to psilocybin. It means nothing. Psilocybin tells of a, or, or the effects of it, it shows you a completely different way to exist as a human being. And that makes you see other people differently and yourself differently in interaction with them. You know what I mean? And see, I think that's beautiful. Um, to, to trace it back a little bit to what we were discussing earlier, the hard reset, mm -hmm. I feel shrooms are definitely handy in that matter. What you're discussing now to a degree, mm -hmm changing up your entire way of thinking, the whole structure that's been built around your brain from an early age, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Shrooms tend to tear that. Just rip it up. They say, out. fuck you, this shit. Get out of here. Because if you think about it, how silly really is what we do every day? Get up, we go work. Who came up with that shit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We that's should great. be doing something that we enjoy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Something to better ourselves every day. Um, all these different structures that have been built and placed upon us it's all very silly where we're concerned with uh material absolutely versus what's within you know what i'm saying so absolutely i'm gonna get there i'm gonna get to the shrooms you know what i'm saying but right yeah. now i'm trying to i'm i don't know i'm uh working through it. i'm working towards i understand realm. but i definitely uh am a what is the word 
advocator of the usage. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I do encourage it. If it's something you feel uh, should be done, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I definitely feel like if you're there on that journey, if you're there on your journey, you know what I'm saying? By all means, open it up. Well, you know, and just to kind of segue into what you're saying about the hard reset, um, what leads to that is just getting on the path, finding your path, mm. your path to truth. And it can happen in any kind of way. You know, I only bring up psilocybin because once you do that, you lose all relationships for a moment in terms of how you see things. There's, there's your, 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 the things you see as relationships to one another, they're disconnected and you're just kind of existing in this space. You're, you, you feel yourself, you start thinking about things that you've never thought about before. And I mean, the only reason why I'd recommend it, like to uh, snuff out perceptions of white supremacy is by taking this drug, it would just seem so dumb. Just like everything else, like you're saying, the world is just so silly. Why are we doing all the things that we're doing? Mm. It's because we're living the, the dreams of madmen. You know, we're, we're, we're only, I mean, only a couple people control the flow of the world, man. The, 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 the way things progress as a society, like, um, so if you're wanting to change that, you have to change the person and you can't force them to do it. They have to find their path mm. that leads them to, I think it all goes to the same truth. It doesn't matter how you get there. Or, or it doesn't matter how you start, but you, you all arrive at the same destination, the same conclusions um, when you broaden your mind to see that there's more to this universe than just me and my, my beliefs. And I definitely agree with that, man. Being able to sit down with many people uh, just on this show, mm -hmm. I've realized, I mean, though we all come from different walks and backgrounds, we're all aiming towards one particular goal. You know what I'm saying? That one truth. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it may be disguised differently. You know mm. what I'm saying? With religion or whatever your blueprint is. You know what I'm saying? To I love get these words there. You're using. Mm -hmm. uh, I learned that from a monk. He uh, described religion and different spiritual paths as your blueprint to that enlightenment, that truth. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm -hmm. None of it's wrong or incorrect. It's, right. it's, it's, it's your path that you personally choose. You know what I'm saying? Uh, blueprint yeah um, so as far as the ability for psilocybin is what you call it correct mm -hmm. uh, I like that I've never used that so I'm using that now. psilocybin <laughs> when I talk to people I'm, have you ever used psilocybin you know what I'm saying <laughs> right? it sounds educated uh, uh, on that tip psilocybin being able to realign everything you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. deconstruct everything you know what I'm saying uh, mm -hmm. As I said, I definitely feel like um, it's a good, um, it's a good reset tool. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and it, it it's a good reset tool. Not not just that. I mean, it works with marijuana too. Marijuana on a much lighter scale, on a yeah, far get, lighter scale. I get very paranoid, but yeah, I do. Uh, also advocate that. Go ahead, continue. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you got to be real smart, and I, I don't, I don't do this stuff all the time. Like I've only done uh, mushrooms once. I would shroom with you. I shroom with you too. I 100%. would love for you to be there 
because I keep saying that I'm going to do my, my shroom trip or whatever that trip may be alone. Uh, not to digress from what we're talking about, but side note, you know what I'm saying, just as we're here. Uh, I would enjoy you on my spiritual journey as we're both shroom. I feel like that would be a nice, oh, yeah, a dude. nice note. I feel like we'd go someplace. We so would go some would places go for some sure. Places. We don't maybe not know where we're at, but we definitely go there. But uh um anyway, continue. My bad. No, shoot. I mean, it's just how do we fix this at the heart of it? You got to people got to change. You can't mm-hmm. force them to change, but the path will make them change because the path talks to them directly. Get them on the path. How do you do that? You know, and when when I say the path, it's 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 the cosmic timeline, you know. Mm-hmm. There is, this, there is a definite destination for what we will do as a species on this planet. And you can look at religious texts that kind of explain what we are. Um, you know, we, we inherited Eden, according to um, uh, the Bible. You know, it's, we were supposed to tend to it. We're supposed to take care of it. It, it was our assignment, you know. Um, the, the, the Bible and all these religious books, they're, they're just layered with metaphors. They're layered with teachings that uh, the reader will hopefully see the deeper meaning of. And there's so many interpretations of any different script in the Bible, um, and any religious text, really, a lot of the religious texts out there, uh, they give you, think of it like it's a field manual to exist in reality, right? Mm-hmm whatever house of religion you find yourself in, they're going to give you a path to follow. You know, people will find comfort in that. And that path will connect them to, I'll, I'll call it the source. I, think, I feel like whatever God is, it's many faces. You know, it also lives in many people. It lives through people. It communicates through people. I definitely agree. You know, so you can't force someone onto the path. They find themselves on it. If they find um, truth, through Christianity, that's great. They find truth through Judaism, that's great. Through uh, Islam, that's great. Uh, Taoism, Buddhism, just get in the path. And when you get in the path, you're, you're really just, you're realizing that there are different ways to think, mm. okay? But those are just some examples. Those are just Think of it as like the default settings. If this was like if this was some simulated reality, there being institutions and religions would be kind of like the uh, default settings of that world. Okay, mm. and if you're wanting to, if if the destination is for you to get outside of that world and go somewhere else, well, you got to go through the tutorial and le- like learn how you interact and move within the world. You you, you get into your your first school of thought. Right, which might be Christianity, and then through Christianity, uh, you discover that holy shit, I can talk to this this entity. I can talk to this God. This God gives me messages and tells me what to do, you know. And uh, that's, in, in my opinion, that's all introductory. That's all introductory to let the soul, the student, learn that there is far more at play in the interactions of man and people in their environment than what these established institutions suggest. Um, you know, we have, again, law, school, education. Um, we have uh, just all these different institutions in place 
that will show the new soul, uh, or will rather guide the new soul through the material plane, through reality. And as the soul grows up, they will learn of different, well, they'll, they'll see patterns, more specifically. They'll see patterns that emerge in, from the religion in other religions. Mm -hmm. They'll see similarities, you know, like uh, Jesus is mentioned in uh, Islam all the time. Well, I won't mm -hmm. say all the time, but I know he has mentions in he there. He is in the Quran quite a bit. You know, so everything is working towards a unified whole. It's just, we may be misinterpreting what these religious texts are saying, mm. you know? And when you think about the fact that we live life and exist uh, following the guidelines and rules set by government, set by religion, um, when, when you see that, You just got to say, well, is, is there more to it? Is, is there something else? Or is, is this just, is this it? Well, there's, there's, a, there's a lot more to it. And again, I, I feel like it's all introductory. We have all the answers inside of ourselves. But if we don't know how to dig, we have this path that'll show us, or this path that will at least allow us to connect to this source, to this God, this supreme entity or entities. Um, and get an understanding that we can speak to this thing and maybe even make requests to make our life better, mm. to have us uh, walk down a different path, to have us walk deeper into our path. You know, am I making sense? 100%. Okay, so for me. Awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> for the listeners, uh, so basically what I feel like you're saying, religion to a degree is like the starter kit. You know what I'm saying? You get your starter kit, whatever the starter kit is for. Uh, I don't got a beautiful metaphor like you had. That was beautiful. Uh, you know what I'm saying? A little starter kit to, uh, you know what I'm saying? Figure out this path to connect us to said source, which I love that you're calling it the source because it's mm. to me where we draw everything. It's where we draw all energy, all anything and everything you need on this planet anywhere yes, wherever sir. the fuck you at it's, yes, it's that source um be that source may be yeah in a self that source may be the universe that source mm -hmm. may be a god or whatever you want it to be you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying but uh but i feel like that's what you're saying you know what i'm saying and, absolutely and I, I definitely love that uh you know what i'm saying because like i said that that's that's the journey that i've personally been on as well I was just trying to tap into what that source is and you know what i'm saying whom what you know what i'm saying everything but everything points right back to what, at least in my truth, and what I've been learning as of late, it points back mm. to self. It oh, points yes. back to what's within you, you know what I'm saying, which is really cool, because I'm a comic book nerd, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just so beautiful, and so simple. We make yes. it so confusing. Um, when if we just took time, and I've talked about this multiple times on my show, man, if we just took time with ourselves, Mm -hmm. And answer some hard questions. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I feel like we could get there. Or we could get closer. 100%. You know what I'm saying? I agree with you so much, man. So much I agree with that. Um, but uh, it all comes down to, again, getting on the path to get deeper. You know? Um, See, here's an issue as well. Uh, 
we got three minutes on this, and then we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna part two this. Oh hell yeah. Okay yeah, we ate up an hour with ease. I knew we would. You were smart <laughs> to call it two hours. Here's an issue as well though. People ain't hungry. People don't desire this. A lot of humans, mm. man. Not everybody is like Phil and Castro, Phil and Sean. You know mm. what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of people ain't on this, man. A lot yeah. of people ain't concerned with this, which trips me to hell out. How are you not concerned with finding that that mm. thing within? Like there's this hole that must be. You got I mean, there's a lot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But that that's the thing. That's and a, it screams at us. It does. It wants our attention so much and we're all like well i'm i'm on this path my god my god's feeding me pretty well so i think i'm just gonna stick to what i'm doing and i'm not trying to judge anybody whatever works man but yeah just, that's true that's true that, that's not very judgmental that's true no but it's because i was about to say right after but you silly to me you know what i'm saying <laughs> like you silly like come on open right. your brain like yeah. expand yeah you can get deeper with your god you can get deeper than you can imagine like my me and you share a very similar path because I am all about the self as well. Mm. If if I feel as if I can't get, um, if, if if I can't get the message from my creator to tell me uh, what all this bullshit is about, then I just need to realign deeper. I don't need to go to some media outlet. I don't need to go to social media to know what the truth is. I just got to go inside. Right, and then reality is going to confirm my feeling if I'm right or if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I need to make an adjustment. So, I agree. Uh, I wish I didn't have to. We're gonna have to. Uh, like I said, the episodes, this part's done. We're gonna have to part to it because, like, but I wish I could just when I get my studio, you know, what mm. I'm, saying, I'm gonna be able to just run, just press record, and we're gonna be able to go. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, this has been the With All Due Respect podcast, uh, the Philip Chappelle episode. Ooh. Castro X. Uh, mm. We're coming right back at you. Tune in to part two. Tune in. Yeah, yeah.